welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. We're continuing our series on the promises of God. Today, we're going to focus in on how to receive the promise of hope. In this podcast, we will examine how we can receive hope in our life. We will learn how to claim and live with hope in every area of living. Let's examine how some lose hope so easily. We will discover the steps to walking in hope for health, prosperity, relationships, and whatever we need. God's Word provides the path to hope and happiness. But first, we need to pray. Heavenly Father, once again, I thank you for this opportunity to bring this podcast at this time to those who are listening in. I pray that you would bless it and that you would anoint it. I invite the Holy Spirit to come in now and take complete control to take charge of what needs to come forth today. I yield to you, I submit to you, and I submit all the activity and the work that I put into this to get this podcast ready so that you will now anoint it and bless it. I know that's the only way that it will accomplish the goal that we have to bring hope and blessing into the lives of your followers, and I give you praise for what's about to take place. I know, Lord, this is going to be an amazing podcast because the power of God will come alive in it when we read his word, when we yield and submit to the leading and the direction of the Holy Spirit. So I ask for your guidance in all things, and I'll be careful to give you the praise and glory now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, this has been really a fun series of podcasts dealing with the issues of the promises of God. We talked about how to believe God's promises that are for you and how to find the specific promise that you need. We talked about the financial promises of God. One of the podcasts had to deal with find the promise of the Holy Spirit and how he can help you find the needs that you have in your life and bring hope in those areas. So it's been fun. I've had people text me, email me, and call me and tell me that they've enjoyed this series of podcasts. I would encourage you to let your friends, family members know that we're dealing with a wonderful, very appropriate series of podcast dealing with the promises of God. So let's get into today's podcast. You know, we're in this series and we discussed last podcast, The Promise of Peace. This is going to be a podcast on the promise of hope and the following podcast will deal with the promise of finding our purpose. So these are things that a lot of people struggle with, but you know, in reality, it's easy to find hope in our God. All we have to do is get the word of God out and read it and believe it. All we have to do is start to trust and have faith and confidence in him. And when we do that, we'll receive hope like we've never experienced before in our life. So we want to look at the fastest way that we can receive hope and joy in our life. First, we need to find a passage of scripture that speaks to you. If you're looking for hope in your life, then you need to find something in the Word of God that truly speaks to your heart and your mind. I know for me, and I've mentioned it many times, when I need encouragement, I just like to look up and read Proverbs 3, 5, the trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. That scripture just gives me hope. It gives me purpose and tells me exactly I'm on the right path. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, you know, where do I find the scripture that speaks to me? Would I find a passage in God's word that'll give me that confidence and that trust and that hope that I'm looking for? Well, you know, it's very simple today. Many times all we need to do is get on our phone and ask the question to our phone, which Bible verses will bring hope in my life? And many times wonderful scriptures will come up, some that you might have not have thought about before. If you have a Bible at home and it has what we call a concordance in the back. All you have to look for the word is hope. And when you pull that word up, you'll find references in the word of God dealing with hope. So it's easy to find scriptures. We just need to find them and read them and then allow them to apply themselves to our life. Because reading these verses are wonderful, but we really got to get into them and believe them and trust in them. So let's look now at how Jesus spoke about hope. Jesus never lost hope in his resurrection. He had hope for his resurrection before he even came to earth because that was his purpose to be here. He never lost hope that his sufferings on 
on earth would bring glory in his resurrection. He never lost hope that that his crucifixion and resurrection would bring life and eternity to his followers. So now because I've given Jesus as the example of having hope, and of course he's the ultimate example of that, and let's look at what he had to say in, in the Bible. The Bible tells us that Jesus is our hope. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1 in the New Living Translation, it says this, this letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. Now, look at that. Paul immediately jumps into that and say, look, I'm receiving hope because of what Jesus did, and the hope that I have came from him. And he's saying that it came through the Holy Spirit touching Paul and convicting Paul of his need to commit his life to Jesus Christ when Paul received Jesus on the road to Damascus. And so when he received hope, he defines it many, many times, Paul does, throughout the Word of God. And so I'd like to ask you a question then. How do you define hope? Do do we have hope? And if not, how do we get it? And so, once again, I'm going to say that the way we get it is to get God's Word living and active in our life. Find scriptures that speak to you and speak them into your heart and into your mind, and you wait and see. God's going to bring hope into your life. Now, I'm going to turn to the book of Titus, chapter 2, verses 11 and 13, the New Living Translation. It's a wonderful little short book that was written by the Apostle Paul, written to Titus, He calls, in this scripture, he calls Titus his son in true faith. And so let me read a few words that Paul wrote to Titus to help him, encourage him in his ministry. It's found, once again, in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, New Living Translation. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. Verse 12, And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Verse 13, While we look forward with hope. You hear that? First, we can only look forward to hope is what it's saying if we live in this world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Verse 13 says, Then while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. So here Paul's giving us a message of hope. He's reminding us that Jesus is our only hope. He's talking to one of his closest friends, Titus, and telling him, live godly, live a righteous life, and have your hope based and founded in Jesus. You know, today, a lot of people place their hope in a lot of things, a lot of stuff. Some place their hope in money, others in possessions, others in maybe people or individuals that will make them happy or they think will make them happy. But we've got to place our hope in Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection. He is our life. He is the one who's provided eternal life for us. So our hope must be in him, not in the things of this world. Now, there's nothing wrong with having some of the things of this world. Nothing wrong with having a nice home and a nice car and having finances. That's wonderful. But they can never replace hope. If we place our hope in those things, they can fail us. You see, if the devil finds out and he sees that we are putting our hope in our finances and our houses and our possessions, then he'll do whatever he can to remove those from you so that you'll have no hope. And you'll be walking around wondering why you lost your hope when in reality it came from placing hope in things other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I was just thinking about it, just from what the Holy Spirit gave me, because I didn't have any of that written down, what the Holy Spirit gave me to share with you about where we place our hope. We could close out this podcast right now. We're not going to, but we could close out right now and feel confident that we have given a lesson on hope and how to receive the promise of hope. But there's more that needs to be said on that. So let's move on. And I'm going to read to you a scripture in the Old Testament found in the book of Isaiah, where basically we really have a foundational scripture here that is crucial to our walk with God and to maintain the hope that we have. It's in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 in the New Living Translation. It says this, but those who trust in the Lord, that means they place their hope in the Lord, will find new strength. They will 
soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So what the scripture is telling us that we will have trust, which is hope, and that hope will be in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That hope will take us through any challenge that we'll face in this life. Now, I believe that when Christians think of the word hope, they think of something they are hoping to receive, are desiring to receive, are wanting to receive. They might be thinking of material things or about a good job or friends, and and those things are not bad. They just cannot be more important than a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I don't want you to misunderstand me. Those things of hope for, for possessions of things are fine. I mentioned that earlier. Don't get this podcast incorrect and think that I'm speaking against having nice things or being happy with nice things because there's nothing wrong with that. But what is more important is to think of who the person is that brings the answer of our hope in life, and that's Jesus. The Bible says every good thing comes from our God. Therefore, when we hope for something, we must place our hope in the one who promises our hope. Remember, he's the source of all joy, of all happiness. He's the source for our peace. He's the source for the purpose in our life, and he's certainly the source for our hope. I'm going to remind you again, we must place our hope in Jesus during our trials. When we have challenges, remember, the hope in Jesus is what will bring us out of those trials. Jesus can always be found by us when we seek him. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God, talking about God the Father. Well, let me add something here. Be still and know that Jesus is Lord. I'm not adding to scripture. I would be violating God's word if I did. I'm only using this as a comment. We talk about being still to know that I am God. Well, let's be still and know that Jesus is Lord. And let's be still and know that he provides our hope, that he provides our peace, and he provides our purpose. Hope is never lost for Christians. You know, it really doesn't matter what we're going through. We should never lose hope. I've had a lot of physical battles in my life, and I'm sure some of you have had the same type of things. I've been diagnosed with incurable cancer, and the Lord has touched me, and I'm still living. Praise the Lord. Recently, I was diagnosed with requiring back surgery because of an infection, and the doctor said, well, we just need to do surgery, that's all. And I said, well, why don't we just, is there anything else that we can do? And he said, well, you know, we could we could maybe do some more treatments and give you some antibiotics and just see how that goes. And I said, well, I'm going to place my hope in my healing. And so let's go ahead and do some more treatments and let's place our hope in God. And so we went for several more weeks with getting antibiotic treatments and praying and trusting God there'd be no need for surgery. And I wasn't losing my hope, but I was just sitting there waiting for God to complete the work that he had started in my life. And just yesterday, the doctor told me that we will not need to have surgery, that my back is cleared up. All the infection is gone. The bacteria is gone. And so there's no need at all at this time to have any kind of back surgery. He said, I don't even need to see you now for another year. Come back and see me and we'll just check you out then. Well, you see, we can't lose hope just because we're going through a trial. And I'm not saying that I've got all the answers and I'm the one with the greatest faith or I'm the one that has the greatest hope, but I'm just saying that we've got to place our hope in the source of our hope, which is just simply Jesus Christ, our healer, our provider, and that the Holy Spirit will give us that confidence and comfort that we need to take us through various trials in our life because of our hope in God's word and our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to move on to Romans chapter chapter 8 and read a couple scriptures here I think that are very important dealing with this issue how to receive the promise of hope. In Romans chapter 8 the apostle Paul writes a wonderful 
wonderful chapter here, dealing in Romans chapter 8, one of my favorite in the entire Word of God. And in verses 23, 24, 25, let's see how the Holy Spirit leads us. He gives us information about future glory, which is our hope to have future glory, that is, a relationship with Jesus Christ and spend eternity with Him. And Paul starts speaking in Romans chapter 8, verse 23 in the New Living Translation. He says these words, And we believers also groan, which means we are seeking, we're searching, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. See, that's hope. We, For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. That's another issue of hope. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. Here's another hope. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look for forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. So look at that. What what a wonderful teaching that is. Paul's telling us basically hope is embedded in our faith in Jesus Christ, in our trust in Jesus Christ, in our trust in our future glory. And that future glory is to spend eternity with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, if you've never given your life to Christ and you're listening to this podcast today and you're not a Christian, you've not surrendered your life to him, you don't have to go any further. You can right now say, Father, I am sorry for the sins that I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. I believe that he was crucified, dead, and buried, but he was resurrected from the dead, and he sits beside the Father, and he's praying for me. And so I receive him now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that, and you really meant it with all your heart, then Jesus Christ came into your life, and now you are in a partnership with all of us who are believing for that future hope of glory when we can spend eternity with Jesus Christ. So I hope that you prayed that prayer, and if you did, and you meant it, then find a good church. Get into the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Matter of fact, you might want to start in the book of Romans and read that in a translation that's a lot easier to read, like the New Living Translation or the Living Bible, and read that Romans chapter 8, and it talks about so many things in life that we need to relate to and understand to have hope in the blessed hope of eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, we're going to move on now, and let's look at another scripture I think that's a great example of hope, and it's found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I've used this scripture in my teachings on faith because it's it's the faith chapter, if you will. It's the faith verses that talk about by faith all these great things took place. But let's read in the New Living Translation, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1 and verse number 2 and maybe 3. We'll see how the Holy Spirit leads us. Faith is the confidence, which by the way is hope, that what we hope for will actually happen. Have you ever, let me just stop for a second, have you ever hoped for something and and not believe that it's going to happen? You know, hope that someday you'll go to Paris or hope someday that you'll get on an airplane and fly to a beautiful island somewhere and enjoy a great vacation, but really kind of think, well, that's probably never going to happen. You need to stop thinking that way. We just need to drop that and stop thinking about those things. If the thought comes into our heart and our mind and it's pleasing to God and it's something that will be a blessing to us as Christians and help help us and strengthen us, there's nothing wrong with having hope and that something good is going to happen. That's having faith. And if we don't have the confidence or the faith or the hope that something that we're hoping for will actually happen, then why even bother thinking about it? So think about this all again now. Let's take take a chance here and read it again and see if we can catch it, grab onto it. Faith is the confidence, that means in God, not in self, the confidence that what we hope for, that's the promise that we're trying to get today, right? That what we hope for will actually happen. When I was diagnosed with a 
back injury, a problem that was infected, uh, had a lot of problems with it, and the doctor was talking immediately about, well, let's do surgery and go in there and take it all out. I had to have hope and confidence and belief that, that this healing will actually happen. It will take place. I was calling for something that wasn't as though that was. I told my wife, we prayed about it, and we said, you know, we just have to believe that this thing is gone, that Jesus has already provided my healing, and and therefore, that's what we're going to think, and that's where our hope is going to be. And we're believing that it will actually happen. And so when the doctor said that you're okay and you don't need surgery, and I'll see you in a year, then basically that hope came became reality. That's what we need to have. Forgive me for using that as an example, but that just happened to me. And I think it's important to speak that into those who are listening in today. You see, hope, it gives assurance. And faith gives assurance, it says in verse number one, about things we cannot see. Boy, that's important. Isn't it interesting to think about hoping for something you cannot see? Well, when I was a kid, and maybe when you were a child, you had a, an idea that someday you'd like to go to a beach, or you'd like to go to Disneyland, or you'd like to go to some amusement park or some wonderful place in the in the world that, that you would enjoy looking and seeing and, and, and vacationing it, but you couldn't see it. Uh, you just need to have faith that that was going to happen in your life. So faith, which by the way, I believe is hope. So faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. So you need to start believing it's going to happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. It gives us that confident assurance that's going to actually happen in our life. Verse 2, through their faith, listen to this, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. What that means is people thought very highly of them because they were people of hope and faith. Verse 3, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Think of that. God didn't have to hope to create the universe. He just spoke it and it was created. God is hope. He is faith. He is confidence. He is trust. He's assurance. And everything about him relates to our desire to have hope and faith and the promises of God. So I want you to latch onto this. Now, I've said in prior podcasts that some things are taught and some things are caught. That simply means that you can go to school, you can get a Bible lesson, you can read the Bible and, and read something and be taught something, but it'll never go into us unless we catch it. That means it becomes a part of us. That means we need to receive it into our heart and in our mind. And when we do that, we'll understand the promise of hope. We'll receive it, We'll latch on to it, we'll believe it, and it will be a part of our life to have that confident hope in the glories to come. Now, let me give you something, a little something I wrote up here, I believe yesterday, a little breakdown that when I think of hope, I believe it has four components. That's H-O-P-E, right? I believe that the H in hope stands for this. It represents receiving help from God. I like the O in hope to represent the omniscience of God, which means he knows everything. He has all knowledge and all wisdom. So I believe that the P in the word hope represents the peace of God that guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And I believe that the E in hope represents everything is possible with our God. So if you look at the word hope and you say to yourself, hope is really help from God. It's the omniscient power that God has, the knowledge that God has. It's the peace that God brings us. And it's everything is possible with our God. When you use that example, hope can become alive and you'll catch it. This is kind of an interesting little illustration, H-O-P-E. Just think of it that way and place it that way for help, omniscience, peace, and everything. Let me express it just a little differently here. Hope is having faith. We know that faith has substance and is evidence, right? That's what it says in the Word of God in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number one, verse number two. And so, but because we know that faith has substance and is evidence, therefore, I believe that hope has substance and is the evidence of 
whatever we need. So just a little additional thought that might be of help. Now let's turn to another scripture. I think that as we're kind of getting ready to close this podcast out, it's found in Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 5. And I believe that these verses tell us that hope brings joy because we experience the results of hope. We can have joy before the answer even comes. I think an example of that is found in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, where God's discipline proves that his love is there. And listen listen to these words written in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 in the New Living Translation. And it says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. That tells me that when we are needing hope for something, regardless of what we're going through, we can wait and know at the end that joy will come and that hope will be fulfilled through our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let me read Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 5. It's a wonderful scripture that Paul wrote that has to deal with faith bringing joy, which obviously brings hope. In the New Living Translation, chapter 5 verse 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. What a great example of hope that is. Verse number three, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. Verse four, and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. I'm telling you, that is so powerful. You ought to write that down and go back and read that scripture again. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, if you want to see a wonderful definition of how to receive the promise of hope. There's a wonderful quote that I found from Billy Graham, the great evangelist who passed away recently. They said that he experienced more success than any evangelist ever and actually spoke to over 1 billion, that's with a B, 1 billion people in his lifetime. And that's without radio coverage. That's simply directly talking to people, individuals. And here's what Billy Graham said, For the believer there is hope beyond the grave, because Jesus Christ has opened the door to heaven for us by his death and resurrection. Can't think of a better way to talk about the promise of hope. We have the promise of hope through our relationship with Jesus. And as I said earlier, you can only have hope if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is the door that opens up that door to have the faith that we need to receive the hope that we need to go through whatever we're facing in this life. Now, reading God's Word is great. Matter of fact, studying His Word is even better. But in order to obtain the promises of God, we must move by faith. We can possess the promises of God by faith and through hope. So when I talk about the promises of God in this series, and we're going to continue talking about the promises of God as we continue through this series, we need to understand that the promises of God require faith and require hope and require trust. And if we don't have those things, this teaching, I hope these these podcasts will help each and every one of us grow stronger in our confident hope of receiving the promises of God. So I'm going to pray now that God will bless you and that you'll receive that promise of hope. And I believe the Holy Spirit is going to help you right now to receive it. So if you need strength and faith, hope and trust in God, then just receive these words. Heavenly Father, I pray for those now who are listening in. And I pray, Lord, that they would receive the promises that you have in your word for them, that they would receive hope. The promise comes through faith and trust in you, Lord. And I believe 
believe, Lord, when they receive hope, they'll have everything. They'll have joy before they even see the answer. They'll have an exciting life, a powerful life, an overcoming life, an abundant life, just knowing that your promises are real. They're true. And your promises are yea and amen. That means yes and amen, that God wants to bless them. I pray now that you would pour out a blessing of peace and hope and purpose in those who are listening in today. And Lord, as we go into this next podcast, Lord, I pray that you would anoint it and help me prepare a podcast dealing with purpose because so many Christians seem to lack purpose in their life. I pray blessing upon everyone that's listening and through this podcast, Lord, that you may be glorified, that you will be lifted up, Father. And when you're lifted up, that people are drawn to you. I thank you, God, for those who committed their life to Christ earlier in this podcast. And I thank you, though, for those who are waiting anxiously to receive the promise of hope for something that they are in need of in their life. Bless them and keep them, Father, and I'll give you praise for it in advance and give you all the glory now. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope that this teaching on hope has been a blessing to you. I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I pray that that it'll be something that will become strong in your walk with God and your faith will grow. And as we go through these additional podcasts on the promises of God, that you'll receive greater faith, greater trust, greater peace, greater joy, greater confidence that God is going to direct your life and help you in every single area of your life. We're going to continue to move on through those podcasts, and I know that you'll be blessed through them. If you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, that's the name of our podcast. It's designed to help Christians live a quality life, not just get by or not just somehow get by. I, I really dislike it when I ask somebody how they're doing, and they're a believer, and they say, oh, I'm 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 getting by. I'm, I'm making it. I, I woke up this morning. That's good. I'm not buried. And they make those silly statements that are just, they're just kind of annoying to me because that's not how we should respond to people when they say, how are, how are you doing? When someone says, how are you doing? We should respond with, I'm blessed. I'm a child of God. I'm blessed. And not just say, I'm lucky or anything like that. We are blessed. We are the children of God. And so Quality Christian Living was designed to be a podcast that'll help us live a quality Christian life, to live that abundant life that God wants us to live. If you'd like to know more about Quality Christian Living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull up my webpage on the front page there, you'll see a link to my podcast. And if you just want to click on that link, you'll be able to go through the list of podcasts that we've done dealing with quality Christian living, the topics of faith, the topics of miracles, the topics of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, how to walk in the Spirit, what it means to be prosperous and how to prosper in all things and to be in good health. There's a whole series of lessons dealing with that. There's a series of lessons or podcasts on how to open up your own business because I was a business owner for many years. My wife and I were. We had a business for 20 years in Scottsdale, Arizona. So we we did a teaching on that. In addition to that, there's teachings on how to get out of debt and teachings on how to walk in faith and power. And I'm telling you, it's just a whole series of messages. This is the 235th podcast in this series of Quality Christian Living. And I know if you'll go through those, you'll find areas and topics you'll enjoy. And the most recent one is this series on the promises of God. After this series is over, uh, I'm not sure how long it'll be before I go to a new topic, but I'm starting to feel the Lord leading me to go back into a series on abundant living. 
and that overcoming life that Jesus wants us to live, that God promised us that we could live. So we'll just see how the Holy Spirit directs in that area. But right now, you know, that's what we're dealing with is the area of the promises of God. And I believe he's going to take us through several more areas before we complete this series. In addition to that, if you're on my webpage, you can then scroll down and you'll find a number of books that I've written. One shows you how to live a debt-free life. Another one talks about generosity and how it'll bless you. Another one talks about faith, how to receive everything from what we call nothing, which is basically saying that we call for things that are not as though that they are. And I use some of that in this particular podcast. In addition to that, there's a couple of books I've written there on the issues facing veterans because I'm a veteran and those specifically those dealing with the Vietnam War and the issues of post-traumatic stress disorder and also illnesses that veterans have had. So it's there's a plethora of books and topics there that you may find interesting. Currently, I'm in the process of completing a new book entitled Faith for Miracles. It's one that I've been wanting to write for quite a while, and it's coming together now, and hopefully in the next few months, I'll have that book out, and I know that God has directed me through it, and I believe it's going to be a blessing. So with that, if you'd like to get more information on Quality Christian Living, you can subscribe to my podcast through cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So once again, I hope that you've been blessed by this. Our next podcast is going to be entitled The Promise of Our purpose. And I tell you, this is one I'm really excited about because I've had so many people tell me they've lived their Christian life. They're maybe 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years old, and they still are wondering what their purpose in life is. I believe God's got something very special lined up for us when we get into that particular podcast. So with that, I'm going to close this podcast with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May the may you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you. May you receive the promises of God and may your faith grow. And may you receive the promise of peace, the promise of hope, and the promise of your purpose and your future and God's plans for your life. I'm excited about the next podcast. Matter of fact, if it wasn't that I have to take time to get ready to prepare for it, I'd like to jump into it right now. But I believe it's going to be something very special. Let your friends, family, and people know that we're moving into this series and that we'll be talking about the promise of our purpose. May God richly bless you. Thank you for listening to Quality Christian Living. This has been podcast number 235.